Welcome world, episode 194 of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex podcast. My name is Chance, sometimes I update the games at chance.blogspot.com. With me, as always, is Chamberlain and Alex. How's it going, boys? Pretty good. Hello. Hello? Hello. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, I heard low, too. No, I, I, am, I am thoughtfully stroking my chin because I've actually made it 14 days into No Shave November and have not actually shaved it yet, so I've got... I look like Shaggy. To be completely honest, it's not filling in. It looks pretty bad, but we're after okay. two weeks in. We're going to see what happens. Ha- has Amy responded well to this? Uh, she doesn't mind it, but it's getting to the long enough point now where it's kind of prickly and my face isn't allowed near her face, which oh. is how it ended up being removed last time because that's not acceptable. Hmm. So we'll see how long this goes. I, I learned the other day, and I'm, uh, I was kind of horrified by this. My brother listens to the podcast. Oh really? Uh, I'm my older brother. I had no fucking idea. So, <laughs> so, so now I got to now I got to be careful about it. And like, uh, for how long? I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I always thought this was a safe space, but now I got to watch myself. No, see when when you're internet famous like us. <clears throat> and, and and the thing is, I was I was gonna do I was gonna do like a public apology to my brother, which was gonna be meaningful because he would never hear it. Like like he wouldn't know it, but I would just like apologize to people saying I treated my brother poorly the other day. But now I know that he listens, and I already kind of texted him this. But, uh, okay. So there's the new Mercy Challenge in Overwatch, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a cool skin. It's basically the skin that anyone who draws fan art of Mercy has wanted since Overwatch launched. It's just Mercy in a lab coat, like, as a doctor. Like, she looks okay. awesome. She's got, like, this cool little updo. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I really care about winning games all of a sudden, because I want to get that fucking skin. And I log on for the night. I text my brother. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. I start playing. I'm winning games. Things are going great. My brother logs on. He goes, Hammond. I'm like, fuck, whatever. <laughs> I like Hammond. And then, yeah, yeah, Hammond's a lot of fun. And then we lose and we lose and we lose and we lose and we lose. Oh, mm-hmm. At which point, I'm like, you know what? I might as well just try to have fun, too. So I start playing a bunch of other DPS characters. And I have some fun and I get some shit done. And uh, and then we win a couple. Ha, ha. And, but uh, Chris starts asking me why I'm not playing Tracer. And I'm going, well, I'm just having fun. Just like you're having fun. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. No, I was just a dick. I was a real dick about it. And he didn't deserve it. And, I, and I'm convinced that a big part of the reason I was such a dick was that I'm, I want a cigarette so fucking bad. I want a cigarette so You gotta get past this hump. Eventually you're gonna get past this hump and think about the money you're going to save. Yeah, that's That's the motivator. Your health is not the motivator. The money is the motivator. The the money is a big one, but I was, I don't remember who I was talking to the other day, but someone was telling me that it's been years and they still want a cigarette. And I'm like, I don't think I have that self-control. I really don't. Like, Christmas is just around the corner. I guarantee you that stress is going to send me to a convenience store. Yeah, I've heard that, too. I had a yeah. biology teacher that says, it's been 23 years since my last cigarette, and I think about it every day. Yeah. And I, I don't think I have that self-control. Maybe I just need to... And the thing is, now's the point where I'm rationalizing. That if I could just get one a day, then I could feel satisfied to have a, that cigarette a that, day. See, that won't happen, though. That, that, exactly. That's not a slippery slope. It's a cliff. Exactly. It's, and, uh, keep and, the snack food out of the kitchen and you're good, rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, and I want it so bad. I want it so bad. But anyway, <laughs> Chris, you didn't deserve that. I'm sorry. Uh, you're a good brother, and I suck. So, One of the, some of the best advice I ever got in journalism was when you get published, write like you're writing to your grandma. And I'll probably never say shit you regret. But my grandparents were kind of racist. <laughs> well, then I guess this turns in a storm front. I don't know. Okay, see, but I, I think a lot of people my age's grandparents were racist because they're all you know, dear Pop Pop. I am surrounded by filthy Jews. <laughs> 
Now I want to say I want to say I don't even know that they're filthy. It's, it's, I am I am ethnically Jewish. We're not uh, we're not fucking <laughs> like it. What, what's the word just, for for being racist against Jews? There's a word for it. Oh, anti-Semitic. Um, anti-Semitic. Yeah, that's yeah. the word for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm ethnically Jewish. Maybe I'm a self-hating Jew, but I just call that depression. Aren't most Jews self-hating Jews? I think anyone in North America has has like a large quantity of depression. Yeah, and if you also yeah. happen to be Jewish or Catholic, you just kind of ascribe part of that depression to your religion. That's you know, it's fair. It's it's fair. But you know I will what, uh, say this, having been in a number of synagogues, they have tremendous architecture. Their synagogues are beautiful. They're just laid out well, the architecture's nice, the art's great. Makes the Lutherans look goddamn plain, that's for sure. For some reason, <laughs> but that's the whole Lutheran deal. Oh yeah, being plain, yeah, it yeah, really yeah is. the uh, decentralized. For some reason, I've always had great respect for almost any, even though I've never been religious. I've always kind of revered any church, even if it's like one of these like little churches that could have once been a house or something, right? Mm-hmm. And but I remember I was working at a fringe festival. Uh, I was working on a fringe festival play with a partner, and she was incredibly uh, religious. And we were going to pick up some stuff from her church. And her church is this gigantic stone gothic cathedral in a really cool. old part of town. Nice. Absolutely gorgeous. I've driven past it a hundred times. I've always wanted to walk in there. And so we have to go in to pick up this thing. And I walk in and I go, oh. She goes, what? I go, you don't smell that? She goes, what does it smell like? I go, you don't smell that. She goes, no, what are you talking about? I go, then I'm not saying <laughs> and, she, and she goes what does it smell like I go I am not telling you what your church smells like let's just move on okay but now it's been 20 years vagina <laughs> oh what <laughs> like n- not, not even not even like no no hint of anything else like it was like wow yeah yeah it was pronounced it was pronounced isn't the this a Dave this- Chappelle skit aren't we veering Dangerously um, close to pussy juice. At this no, point. no, that's that. That's a bit of from his uh, fourth from last stand-up special. Ah, that's what it is. Or third from last. Uh, but yeah, no, that was totally like a Dave Chappelle. But it was the smell. It was the smell of it. I was stunned. I was stunned. And as a general rule, um, I find churches to just be. You, you got to respect them just out of principle. Like I once, I once saw someone had spray painted some you know stupid slogan on just some little local church. Yeah. And I'm like, how could you do that? What if you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> There's that always little niggly. What if they're right? Yeah. What if, ooh, I don't know. I mm. fucking know. That's, that's the problem with, with my kind of point of view on religion. So I'm one of those, well, it could be real. I'm sure there's something that we don't understand. I'm one of those awful people. So movies or video games first? You, Why you, you seem to have a lot to talk about. Well, back to the topic of my brother. Oh, ah. My brother, my brother immediate, my, my, I don't think it was last night, but the night before we're online and, uh, he goes, so actually this was the night I was being an asshole to him. And he goes, uh, so let me, so how's that Disney Plus? I'm like, it's not really working. He goes, you <laughs> did get it. You did get it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I, I signed up for a month just to check it out. Yeah. And he goes, okay, so you're going to get, month? so you're, so you're going to get, no, it's not free. I pay for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if I had like signed up for three years in advance, I could have gotten the whole thing almost for like 60%. Like yeah. I could, I could have saved money if I decided to commit, but I don't really want to commit, nor do sure I really yet. plan yeah. to right now based on yeah. what there is. And then I told my brother, and I don't think this was an example of me being a dick. I think this was an example of me holding him to account. My brother then asked for, you know, my, the email address and the password for the Disney Plus. At which point I reminded my brother that someone has been paying for him to ask access Netflix for <laughs> fucking years. 
And I didn't point out at this point that he never got me a birthday present. (laughs) He said he was going to get me $100 in PlayStation Network cards. But it occurs to me now, Chris, if you're listening, why don't you go subscribe to Disney Plus for a year? It'll be less than you would have spent on my birthday present. And then you can give me the fucking login information. (laughs) How about that? Everybody wants, man. Yeah. So, I watched The Mandalorian. Yeah, me too. Ah. Alex, what'd you think of that? Um, I wasn't sure until I clicked into like the uh, Sergio Leone vibes, and then I was mm-hmm, super into it. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful. It's everything I could yep. have ever asked for a fucking Star Wars TV show to be. Um, the, the score is fucking amazing. I kind of hope he never takes the helmet off. The score is amazing. Um, there's all sorts of... It's just a series of little stylish vignettes almost that do tell a compelling story. It's you kind know, of through line. Pedro Pascal's got spa- swagger past the helmet. He yeah, he swagger. does. He does. And uh, and yeah, just that... Just the very calm way he talks. When he opens his mouth, people fucking listen. Yeah. And, and then you get to that ending... And it's like this shockwaves, shockwaves. Yeah, yeah. baby Yoda in relative terms. Yeah. So I haven't even seen a trailer for this because I knew I wasn't going to subscribe to Disney Plus. so I didn't want to get involved. But is it Boba Fett or is it just a Mandalorian? It's just a Mandalorian. He's just a bounty hunter. He's he's out there. That's better, actually. Much better. And he can bring in warm or he can bring in cold. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. (laughs) You know who that guy was? The Uh, fish. Who? It was, um, uh... Not oh shoot, oh it it, it just fell out of my head. Oh, see, you had it, and now it's um, gone. Oh, God damn, he's <laughs> on SNL for forever. Oh, Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands. Thank oh, you. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I was really impressed. I thought the special effects all looked great. Um, the the worlds that he was traveling through, like it it was wonderful. I the really Nick Nolte s- puppet was great. Was the Nick Nolte puppet? Yeah, the Nick Nolte puppet. It kind of looked like Mil- Milford Brimley. Oh, the right thing. <laughs> oh wait, that. <laughs> Oh, that. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was all good. It was all good. I was really shockingly impressed by it. And then I looked for anything else I wanted to watch on Disney+. Plus. Mm. I can't find anything. <laughs> but I was... You're not down for Descendants 3 or, or whatever other no. Disney tripe there is out there? No, I was going to have a... I was going to see my doc. any Simpson episode you want to see? Actually, okay, I did, I did download... No, no, because they're all screwed up. I, I downloaded a couple of Treehouse of Horrors. Well, there you go. Um, and then just on my phone, I put Brave, The Muppets, Willow, uh, five Treehouse of Horror episodes from The Simpsons, Muppet Treasure Island, a couple of shorts, Ratatouille, and Zootopia. And those are all, yeah, those are all classics to me, but it's nothing that I'm like, oh god, I gotta go watch Brave again. Right. Like, it's it's just like, if I'm sitting in a doctor's office and I can't get Wi-Fi, I'll watch Brave. Sure. I'll watch okay, Zootopia. That is neat that you can do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's fine. Is it worth eight bucks a month for the Mandalorian? Depends on how much I was traveling, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is it's asking basically like less than HBO prices, frankly. Was it nine bucks? I'm around like HBO. I I don't know. It's expensive. It's expensive just to HBO get a new cable like provider. If I could get HBO on my phone, I'd be happy. I don't think they have in Canada. Mm. But um, so yeah, I honestly don't know if I'm gonna. If I'm going to stick with it, but just having immediate uh, access to every Star Wars movie, every fucking Disney movie ever made, uh, that is that is cool. It's cool. It is nice. And I do want to see the next episode of The Mandalorian, but once season one of The Mandalorian ends, I don't know why I would keep subscribing. Yeah, either. Well, that's why they're not releasing all of The Mandalorian at once. Yeah, because I would have watched that it and unsubscribed by now. Exactly. They're, they know why people are there. Yeah. But it's it not Ratatouille. It not is, that Ratatouille's bad. It is very good, though. 
Mandalorian is very good. And if that Ewan McGregor, is it Ewan McGregor coming back for the for the Obi Wan show? That's what they said. Ah, man, if that's true, I would and do then it. There's going to be one division and uh, Falcon eventually. And... Eventually, yeah. yeah. I love you need more Marvel. I do love Ewan McGregor. Uh, saw Doctor Sleep yesterday. Ah. Uh, Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. Uh, Ewan McGregor plays a grown-up Danny Torrance. Red Rom. Now, The Shining, of course, is an absolute classic horror movie. There's no, there's no argument to be made that the horror is, or that The Shining is a thriller. Nope. It's a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, one of like the most iconic horror movies of all time. Doctor Sleep is a thriller. Okay. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's almost like, it's almost like a, it's almost like an America jaunting, you jaunt across America, um, with various characters, and all the characters are wonderful. I don't remember who the woman is who plays the British agent in those last two Mission Impossible movies, but you know who I'm talking about? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, she, she's in this wearing a top hat, and she's wonderful. Oh, okay. Um, there's, uh, Danny, or, uh, Hugh McGregor is a grown-up Danny Torrance. He, he invests the character with a lot of weakness and a lot of coolness and a lot of humanity. I, I, he does a great job. Uh, in fact, the entire cast is great. And part of the story of this is there's a little girl who is, like, has a greater shine than Danny could ever have imagined. And the there shine are- Shine vampires. That's right, and the shine vampires are coming to kill her. And- do you want to get sued? Sorry, Simpson. Yeah, yeah. So, so as a God, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I, I found it to be kind of a satisfactory sequel to The Shining, even though this is a lesser film in almost every direction. Well, yeah. it's not directed by Stanley Kubrick. What are you expecting yeah, like, to happen? This, this is yeah, this is not something that you're going to hold up or even question that it might be of that same quality. It's not. It's okay. The you know, find performances if you're invested in the story. Check it out. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. No. It did not offend, is what it, you're saying. It did not offend. Right. No, and I, I was like, man, you and McGregor are so good. <laughs> um, That's true. And then, remember that movie Border I was talking about like months back about the, Border? the, the like yeah, yeah, the trolls. Yeah, the crow. Yeah, the trolls. <laughs> okay, so the whole <laughs> wait, reason- wait, wait, wait. Was that the spoiler? Were they actually trolls? Yes, yeah. they're literal trolls. Okay. Okay. So the um, so the whole reason I decided to seek that movie out is because Hideo Kojima tweeted out that his two favorite movies of 2019 are Border and a movie called Parasite. Well, I mean, one of his favorite movies of 2019 wasn't Death Stranding. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I very uh, much want to. So yesterday, I finally watched Parasite. Or not yesterday. Uh, earlier in the week, I watched Parasite. Um, Parasite is the story of an incredibly poor family. And one day, the buddy of, uh, of the son of the family, who's, op- who's going to college, goes to him and says, Look, um, I'm tutoring this rich girl. But I want to go to school in America, and I don't want to let any of my college friends tutor her, or else she'll fall in love with them. But you, you, you can just go tutor her. You'll make tons of money. It'll be great. And uh, and so the the poor kid accepts because he's got nothing. His sister has nothing. His father has nothing. His mother's got nothing. They're absolutely destitute. So he puts on a he puts on a suit. He fakes a he fakes a transcript with his sister because his sister's good with computers and like artist stuff. And he gets himself into this incredibly rich household tutoring the daughter just because he happens to speak a little bit of English. At which point he kind of learns that they're they wish the younger kid had an art teacher. And he goes, well, and he, and the, the son then ingratiates his sister in, in there as an art teacher. And then they get the father in as the driver. And then they get the housekeeper fired and they get the mother in as the housekeeper. And it's, it, it's a tragic comedy that builds to a tragedy, like a whole 
fucking pure tragedy that I'm still trying to unwrap and I feel really dissatisfied by. And I don't feel dissatisfied by it in the same way as I did the ending of Border, which left a bunch of questions open about the world and made me want to explore more of it. This is just kind of disappointing in terms of I don't know what the morality of the filmmaker is or what he's trying to say with this. Or she. Mm. So it was definitely engaging and thrilling the whole way through. Uh, wonderful performances. Uh, not I would not put it on the same level as Border at all. Hmm. And finally, but it's weird enough, so that's why Kojima enjoyed it. Uh, it's not even that weird. It's really not. Oh, well, it's not weird. Odd. Then okay, okay. No. Uh, the weirdest movie of the week was definitely Jojo Rabbit, and actually, <laughs> of the three, that's definitely my favorite. Okay, no question. The uh, more I look at it, the more I know I need to see it. It's so good. It's so like okay. I, I kind of want to go see it again. I was planning on going and seeing it twice, but um, I can only. I think I can only see two more movies before I got to go back to work, and one of them is going to be uh, The Good Liar. Which I'm seeing mm, okay. tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm seeing The Good Liar tomorrow and then something on Saturday. I don't know what. So I might go see Georgia Rabbit again. But what stunned me about Georgia Rabbit, the cast, first of all, is wonderful. They've got, um, oh God, Rebel Wilson is, is like just this, this frow line. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> she, she has actually one of the first li- lines in the movie. She's explaining to the little girls that, uh, the best thing you can do for your country, and if you really love your country, the important thing is to get pregnant. We'll be explaining, uh, we'll be explaining that soon. I myself have given birth over 15 times for the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what's his name? Um, who, who's the guy who dances? Uh, the actor who dances all the time. He's actor really good. Who dances all the time. Yeah, yeah. Christopher um, Walken. No, no, no. No. no um, <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking about. The bad guy in Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Come on, give me Moon. Give me uh, yeah, Moon. Fuck, I'm just going to look it up. I know. Um, yeah, yeah. Jojo Rabbit cast. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. So, my favorite oh. quote about him is he's never been in a movie as good as he is. <laughs> Actually, hmm. <laughs> that might be true. Um, so, yeah, he, he plays this kind of doofy guy who's really not pleased that he got sent back from the front from a, for a terrible error. <laughs> Like a legitimate terrible error to, to have to trade all these little Nazi cadets. Um, Taika Waititi is the imaginary version of Hitler that. And he directed too, correct? Yes. Okay. That the little boy sees in his head. And so the Hitler in his head is as ill informed as the kid is. So it's hard to be offended by Taika Waititi's Hitler. Like you almost want to hug him. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> And the, the evil of the character doesn't become apparent until the child's understanding of Nazism and what it actually means and what the repercussions of it are, um, kind of, uh, evolve over the course of the film. And, um, you, you are constantly surprised by the faces you see pop up in Jojo Rabbit. Everyone is having a ton of fun. And one thing I can say is it doesn't feel like it condemns the true evil of of the Nazi regime, but it shows the impact that it would have on this one little kid's life. It reflects on that. And as it, um, as kind of the, the, the fear of the fear and hatred of Jews is revealed to be the product of just ignorance. And the kid becomes, comes to understand that over the course of the movie, he learns more and more about what it means to love. And uh, the sacrifices that sometimes come with that. And by the end of it, I was just like, "This was a wonderful movie. I'm so glad I saw this." <laughs> like, mm, I was, okay. I was bowled over by Jojo Rabbit. I absolutely loved it. 
Scarlet. Oh yeah, I didn't call it up, but I put it in the in the blog. This is the. I've never loved Scarlett Johansson more. I think this is the most charming and endearing she has been on film since uh, Lost in Translation. Oh, that's been a minute. It's Lost been, in Translation was what fifteen years ago. Fifteen twenty years. Like yeah, I saw that in the theater. I'm like, holy crap! What am I here? Yeah. Wow. This yeah. this feels like one of the the best performances she has given since Under the Skin. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that was only like six years ago. Yeah. No, this was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Well, she made the Marvel money. Now she can actually make movies she wants to make again. Yeah. And uh, and that's what I got for movies. What, what video games have you been playing, gentlemen? Well, I finished Indivisible. Got you, to you, the end. You beat the game. I did. Good God. I okay. did. Okay. So, remember when we were talking about... Um, Ori and the Blind Forest, which is an yes. infinitely better game than this. And I admitted to you, and you were correct about this, how there had this kind of this creep where you ended up with too many abilities. Yes. And you had to too keep track of too, many, too much stuff, and there's too much under your thumbs. And it was, it didn't bother me as much in Ori because Ori actually controlled reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Well, when yeah. you were describing Indivisible, Indivisible to Alex, and this was true for as far as you got in it, you described the platforming as almost an afterthought. There wasn't a whole lot to it. Yeah. Well. Hmm. <laughs> At about the midway point, and then you do it again later because you do everything in the game twice, there is an absolutely ridiculous extended platforming section that makes you use every tool that you've learned. And it's a lot of abilities. So let's see if I can do this by memory here. You've got a jump. You're never going to double jump, but you got a regular jump. You can whack your axe into a wall, use that to rappel up, and then you can jump off the wall. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. one thing here. You have a dash on the ground. Mm-hmm. Then you have an air dash, which eventually turns into an eight-way air dash, but you have a second dash and a different button that can go horizontally or vertically to break through things. So there's two different dashes on different buttons you can use in the air. On the air dash button that you use to break things, you can also do a downward like smash to break things on the ground. So that's another move. You have a pogo, like a spear, you can use a pogo on the ground to get over spikes. You can use that same, holding up instead of down, to jab into the ceiling, to move across the ceiling. When you're running, you can break through certain walls. Eventually, you get the ability to jump off of, to do a wall jump while maintaining that speed to break off of the walls. There's a slide on the ground, which you get nearly right away, but then there's also a higher slide that's on a different button than the regular slide that you could use to go through narrow spaces that are off the ground. Most of these airborne skills you can only use once without landing. So you jump, you have the... Eight-way dash, air dash, the smashing air dash, and the axe. And then you have to land on the ground again before you can use any of those. That's a lot to keep track of, all on different buttons. Yep. And it's not as good as Ori was. And then it expects you to do some pretty ridiculous platforming with it. Good God. Now, the saving grace of that is that the checkpoints are like a screen apart. You die, boom, back a screen, do it again. So it's like the game had a crisis of identity where halfway through it had this interesting kind of JRPG-ish combat where each character's a button, you hold up or down to use different attacks, and that never stops being fun. The combat never stops being fun, and you end up with, man, okay, but I you, had like Didn't you tell characters. me that you were fighting a boss where if you missed a block it was a one-shot, and therefore the yeah, game sucks? Yeah, that was in the second half of the game. It wasn't even a boss. Nope. After the first half of the game, so it does a very interesting story thing that I really did like. Ajna is a really imperfect, broken character. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, spoilers, she's not human. Yeah. She is part of uh, Kala. Literally, Kala's third eye. Okay. 
So when Kala was sealed in that opening sequence, she broke off and was raised by her, by her father. I can't remember her name. Um, his name. So she doesn't relate to people very well. And she gets in her, her mission is to defeat Kala. So you end up going to the three different, three different towns, four actually, and you're sent off to get stronger. And in the first half of the game, you go out there and you kind of do some stuff that, that, that she, she thinks is right, but she actually makes everything worse mm-hmm. and doesn't understand that she's making everything worse. Climbs the mountain, gets her ass kicked. And Dara at that point dies, one of the other, one of the characters. So the second half is you returning to the three towns and fixing what you broke. Learning that you have to understand other people, that it's not about your strength, it's about what you can do for others. So story-wise, that actually worked. I didn't like having to revisit these areas again because they were pretty much the same, but at least there was a reason for it. Different things happened in the areas. There was a story reason for it to happen. The combat never stops being fun. I mean, I, I ended up playing with some of the extra characters a little bit, but you got, you've ended up with, I had like 20 characters by the time I was done. Wow. You never stop finding people to put in your, uh, put in your party. But then you go through that ridiculous platforming section again, and it's even longer this time because you climb this mountain to get to, uh, to where Kala is, and you keep climbing, and now you're in the sky, and you have wind and ice and all this crap going on, and you're dealing with the platforming, and you finally get to what you think is the last boss, and you fight him, and it's like a different mechanic than the rest of the game. <laughs> you have to like bump into like it's just Kala's head, right? And you have to like use this air attack to knock her down, and then you can fight her with your four guys, but that part isn't much fun because it's just you do some damage and it goes back to the other like platforming section. So that was lame. And then you fight her again okay. with just Ajna. It's just Ajna and it's just Kala, oh. but you can't attack. What? All you can do is block. Okay, so you, you need to you block absorb, perfectly. Yep, and then you absorb them, right? Yes. Okay. But you have, all you can do is block. Yeah. Which turns the final fight against the, like, against Kala, the creator and destroyer of worlds, into an extended quick time event. Oh, because that's all you're doing. You're reacting to the attack and you're blocking and you've got like five frames to block. It's not that bad once you learn it, but it's just such a letdown. You built this incredible combat engine with all this variety, 60% of which I didn't touch because I didn't use the characters. It's all there, and instead of forcing me to take advantage of what you've built, I now have to hit the the left trigger at the right time for a 30-second span. It sounds like with 20 characters, though, and knowing how complicated characters were getting after, by the time I quit that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure I would want them to really lead into the complexity of the fighting system for that final at, moment. At least make me fight. At least make me do something. I don't know. No, Based on I, what I you're describing in the story, that seems thematically apt to me. Okay, thematically apt and actually enjoyable is not the same thing. Agreed. Yes, Ajna learned a lesson. And in the end, Ajna and Kala merge, and they come back, and it's it's, it's a happy ending. That's fine. But it did not make for a fun boss fight. You right. could tell that this is the second game Lab Zero has ever made, and the first one was a fighting game. Because they ran out of juice. They didn't run out of money, they ran out of ideas. Oh, shit. So, I mean, it's sitting at like an 80 in Metacritic, that's generous. This this is a 7 out of 10 maybe game. Hmm. And the part that you played is the best of the game. Well, I can sure pick them. So, yeah... That was annoying. And then I wanted to start playing um, that Dark Pictures, Madame Madan, mm, last night. Yeah. But 
it was like a 20 gig download. I have the disc. I put the disc in my Xbox. Okay. And it was downloading a 25 gig patch. <laughs> so basically, my disc had nothing on it, or they patched everything. So I didn't get to yeah. play that yet. So that's all I managed to get done was I finished Indivisible, and it was not. It was ideal. Right. It was not ideal. It was all right. That's fine. So, uh, how many playthroughs of Outer Worlds are you on there, Alex? Um, I finished my second one. It's oh, okay. it's okay. It is an okay game that just needs to be longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. No, it sounds like a good game. It is a good game. I want to see more of it. I'm not crazy about that new game that they're working on. Maybe oh, it's <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. whoa! What was that one again? Uh, it's it's Honey I Shrunk the Kids, the survival game. Right. For the kids. Right. Yeah. 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 I have some XO19 notes that we can go over later. I'm yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I, I have no doubt that Microsoft's had how 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 shall we say editorial influence <laughs> will not <laughs> will not dilute the the tangy zest that is Obsidian. <laughs> Man, if Sony could if Sony worse. if they Sony had bought, bought Obsidian, we would be getting Outer Worlds. <sighs> 2.6, like they would be going, they would be leaning into the crazy. Okay, but well, it could be worse. Well, at least. EA could have bought them. No. Yeah, that is worse. That is worse. Activision so, could have bought them. Uh, but, yeah, but at least if Activision would have bought them, we would have got three more fallouts in the next two years. That's okay. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But okay. EA could have bought them. They would have Dead Space 3 and killed them. So. Well, I have been playing uh, an indie called Death Stranding. we're calling that an indie now okay yeah and uh, it really is um, how to put it it's hard to describe it is really hard to describe (laughs) Uh, impenetrable you say like years ago when Grand Theft Auto 4 was on PS3 I was I was playing around online with uh, someone from the Penny Arcade forums named Mario and I've just we've, we've followed each other on Twitter ever since I don't think I've really had a conversation with him ever since but he he tweets me today. He says, "I want to know what you think of Death Stranding." And I'm like, "I, God help me, I like it. I do. I really do, actually." And um, but it why? Is, why do you like it? Okay, I like it. <laughs> I, I like it for a lot of the same. How to put it? Okay. There's more to Kojima than stealth. Um. There's, and there's more to Kojima than abject weirdness and just long, long-winded cutscenes. And we, we absolutely, we absolutely have long-winded cutscenes in this. But what Kojima also brings to the table is a complexity and a density to the mechanics that's kind of unparalleled in action games. If you think about just the amount of items that any of the last four Metal Gear Solid games has, in fact, any Metal Gear game period, Go back to the first fucking Metal Gear and think about how complicated the systems in the first Metal Gear on Nintendo, on the Nintendo were, and mm-hmm. all the items that there were. Unprecedented, yeah. Uh, unprecedented. Like and the same way, Death Stranding takes and, and, you know, you, you heard it, you heard it all over. The, it's just a bunch of fetch quests, folks. Well, sure but, it is. But you know how everyone complains in other games that this is just a fetch quest dressed up as something else? This game understands that 90% of games is just going from one place to another place for some contrived purpose. And the fun is getting there and figuring that part out. See, here's what I don't get, though. Having these dense and and deep mechanics attached to a game in which you sneak around and kill people, that sounds fun. 
Uh, yeah, you having you these mechanics can't, attached to a game where you're carrying this over comically oversized backpack. Yeah, you can't understand it until you try it, but it is it is meaningful. Um, it's it's challenging. It's interesting. It's engaging. Um, it's it it takes just walking around rocks. It makes that important. It makes that a decision that you have to make. You have to look. You have to sit there and look at the landscape and where you're planning on going and try to figure out how to get there. It actually makes that engaging and it's it's interesting and at the same time really chill. Really chill. And when it gets exciting, oh my god, it's fucking pulse pounding when these things are coming after you. Um, anyway, anyway. So Kojima has that density of mechanics. Real, real grit. Like, like the way you walk changes depending on, on uh, how much your load is. The way you walk changes depending on how it's loaded on you. Like how tall it is or how, how deep you got it back. Where the weight is on the stack. You can adjust all of that shit and it makes a meaningful difference. Um, your boots, like the quality of your boots makes a difference. Every, all these little tiny things makes a difference. So you really do spend like a lot of time before you go out on a walk, just sitting there planning and making sure that you don't have anything on your back that you're not going to need. Not even a, you might need this. If it's a, you might, you don't fucking bring it because you, you might want to pick shit up along the way. Um, and then when shit hits the fan, when, when like these BTs and I am on board with all of the lingo now, like I understand it all. It makes, the game <laughs> no. makes perfect, the game makes perfect fucking sense to chance, me now. Chance, that's called Stockholm syndrome. A little bit, and maybe it is. And, <laughs> and, but the thing is, I was finding the game very, everyone was saying that, oh, the game doesn't even get good until like 15 hours in. I was enjoying it. And you, you challenged me last week to time how long it took yes. before I actually started playing. And I considered it to be meaningful gameplay. Four minutes and eighteen seconds. That's not bad. Not, that's actually that's actually that's not bad for any game, to be honest. Yeah. To be completely honest, that's fine. Yeah, and then and then there was like three or four minutes of gameplay, and then it went into like an eight minute cutscene, and then it let me out into thirty minutes of gameplay. And so yeah, like I, I didn't uh, it didn't that didn't hurt at all. And those early hours to me where you're kind of coming to grips with the fundamentals. And these fundamentals are like, it's like walking around in the early hours of Don't Starve, where you have no fucking idea what this game wants from you. And I, I get that I'm supposed to get from here to there, but I don't understand so much of it. And I don't understand what these bands on the cargo means. I don't understand um, why I trip sometimes and sometimes I don't. But even the way momentum works in this game, what this game feels like is Kojima went and saw, uh, and I know this isn't true. I think he came up with the idea on his own. But it's like he saw Aloy's animations for walking down a hill in Horizon and was like, that is really cool how she adapts to the terrain, and you can see her gait change like that. I think I'm going to make a game out of that. Because, <laughs> like, when you're going down a hill with a bunch on your back, you will start to pick up speed. And unless you consciously, consciously slow yourself, you'll just keep on going until you spill. And if you spill, you generally just load the game. <laughs> Because you do not want to spill. It's that bad to pick up all your stuff off the ground. No, it's it's not, and it's really not. But I I'm such a perfectionist. No, <laughs> that, no. That I, I want to get everything in there pristine. Um, okay, okay, and that's just the beginning. That's just the fucking beginning of the complexities of this. Um, oh, okay, so every now and again it'll start to rain. Now rain in this world is called time fall, and it ages anything it touches, which is why the entire world looks like a primordial landscape. Because everything out there is all the only thing that can survive are like lichens and grass. When it hits the birds or whatever, the birds die. For some reason, the fish survive. Who knows why? Mm. Um, now in the water, yeah. Now the time fall on its own is dangerous, and it is aging the canisters that your cargo is in. 
once the canister has been destroyed, the, the cargo will begin to take damage. Or if you get a big bump while the cargo is kind of hurt, the, the, uh, what's inside can't be damaged. Anyway, <clears throat> the fuck was I going with this? <laughs> You're okay, talking okay. about delivering groceries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so, so in the rain, in the rain, uh, there's also these things called BTs. Now, these appear just kind of as shadows hanging in space, but they want you, and they're coming for you. And if they, one of them manages to grab you as you're trucking through that rain, what happens is it's like oil comes up out of the ground around you, and you're suddenly standing in a pool of black muck, and you're struggling to thump your way through it as all these ghostly black things are reaching out of the muck to pull you in. And you can, like, punch them off. And you, you recenter yourself, you hold down the shoulder buttons to grab both of the straps on your backpack, and you trudge forward, and you got to mash on square to get them off of you. And if you can get out of that circle of muck... Then they just kind of, it goes away and it turns back into that floating BT in the air. But if it grabs you, it sucks you into the muck and it carries you away to where a monster is waiting. Mm-hmm. And it, you can kill the monster and then go on your way. Or if the monster kills you, it picks you up and it triggers what's called a void out. Because these BTs are creatures of antimatter. Because they're dead. They're technically from the other side. You, because you're a living creature, you're made of matter. So when uh, when a BT touches a living thing, it creates what's called a void out. A <laughs> void out is basically a nuclear explosion. Now, that's interesting in a narrative sense. And, you know, you come across craters and shit. I actually got caught today. And the thing picked me up and triggered a void out. And when I, uh, when I crawled in Sam, the, what's unique about Sam's character is he could actually come back from death. So I was able to, you know, get back from the afterlife, get back to the real world, get back to my body. When I got back into my body, I looked around. I was in the middle of a crater. Cause it had, it had remade the world based on that void out occurring. It was really cool. It was really cool. So the game is as completely fucking crazy fucking weird as you expect from Kojima, but in a really different direction than the Metal Gear Solid games. He's interested in different things. He's discussing different things. None of that, I mean, it is kind of jammed down your throat, but it's also, it's also interesting and it's also considered that I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And now we're at the point where I am building roads. Yeah, I saw that. There's actually some vehicles you can eventually use, too. That's right. Right now, I've gone back to the starting area because I was in the second area. I was in Chapter 3 where everyone says it opens up, and it really does. But in Chapter 3, I had connected almost this entire region with roads, and I was getting the likes just pouring in from other people playing the game. I have tens of thousands of more likes from Death Stranding than I ever have gotten from anything I've ever done doing YouTube. So, so, and so you, you start out with this primordial landscape, and if there's a bridge there, it's because you or another player built it. If there's Wait, a, what ro- mean, or another player? That's right. If there's a road there, it's because you or another player built it, and once you connect, um. So you're sharing worlds with other people? Yep. Not really. Not really, because no, you will but never. You, just, you share settlements. You kind of share settlements, but you'll never interact with another player. What but it, what they're doing affects your game. Yes. What happens is you, you're traveling, mm. you're walking across America, trying to connect uh, various um, various settlements with the internet, basically. But the internet yeah. is like this super internet based on passing things through the afterlife so that they don't <laughs> have to, so that they can get to various places instantly. Oh, subspace. No. Ba- yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, no, yeah, it is kind of like a, start, a, a subspace internet. And as you connect, as a settlement says, okay, connect me to the network, 
suddenly now the region that that settlement is in is now online with the network and anything that you build in that region can be seen and used by other players and anything that you build can be used by them or that they build can be used by you so so what kojima has done is stealth made this like pseudo mmo no, not at all, because the meaningful aspect of an MMO is the fact that it's a glorified chat room, basically. I understand that, but what someone else is doing is affecting my game. It is, it is, but there's... So this is Journey again. I have to unplug my internet no, and play this. No, not at all, not at all. I would I would hate to play Death Stranding without the things that other players have left in my games. Uh, it's fucking handy. You need it. You When you get to the bottom of a cliff and there's a rope there that someone has already climbed it and put in a rope at the top and dropped the rope down, thank fucking God. You, is there an option to turn that off? You could just unplug it, I guess, but I don't want it. Like you, It's balanced. It's balanced. Oh, you and I play games different ways. I don't want anybody else touching what I'm doing. Okay, and that's the thing is if I wanted to build a bridge today, I decided that I was going to go back to the first area and I was going to get up to five-star likes with each settlement in the area. In the area, and I'm I've got three of the five now. <laughs> I'm at five stars with, and I and part of but one of the first things I did was I didn't even do deliveries. I just went to various places, said, okay, now because of all the services I've done for you, you have a certain amount of metal set aside for me. I'm going to take all that metal and start, go and start building bridges across these rivers, and I made it so that I can now take a take a motorbike basically across this entire region without incident. And I know what I'm doing, where I won't get caught by the BTS, I won't get caught by these guys who want to take my cargo. And then I started just doing all these missions. Now, as I was building those bridges, some fucker had put a ladder across that river so he could walk across it. He hadn't unlocked the bridge thing yet. So I have the option to destroy that ladder. Mm. So when you destroy a ladder, I do believe it gets destroyed in that person's game as well. But you wouldn't destroy Knocked something. Knocked down your, someone yeah. else's sandcastle. Yeah, I had I had deconstructed various things in my first hour with the game, but I didn't understand why it, the option was even there. So I didn't do it anymore. There was no reason. Like, I didn't See, get a ladder if I deconstructed a ladder, right? What you're describing to me is what we made fun of in Fallout 76. No. I don't want stealth multiplayer in this game. I want to play my game. It, it doesn't feel like stealth multiplayer. This feels but you just, like... But you just said that someone else's shit was in your way and you had to knock it down. Um, it That's was. It was. But, but the first time I got to the settlement, I was glad the ladder was there. I just had to deconstruct it to put something better in its place. My gorge rises at this, and, sir. And now, okay. outside that settlement where I was building all the bridges, someone else is building a shelter, and you have no idea how rare a shelter is out there in the wilds. It's a big fucking deal, because there's no other way to soothe your BB. So, does this mean if I play this in six months, the game's already done, I can just walk through it? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. And it wouldn't surprise me if some of the objects I was discovering were not made by other players, but were made by, was put in by the game itself to ensure that that object was there. Because just some of the usernames were just really fake looking, frankly. Mm, okay. Um, so wouldn't, okay. But it, it fake multiplayer, like that Mario. Yeah, it, it doesn't thing. feel like I'm interacting with someone. It feels like I'm arriving at, I'm, I'm arriving somewhere that someone else might have been 10 years ago, and thank God they left these Twinkies here, because I'm hungry. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a shared universe, really. It feels like... <sighs> it's few and far between. Yeah, no, it's, it's very... It's very lonesome. It's very lonesome. It's very meditative. It's very beautiful. Um, it's like Shadow of the Colossus, I heard. Yeah, it's very much, very much this. Oh yeah, that's that's how I was gonna put it. Okay, do you remember um, 
that James Bond movie, the one where Judy Dench dies. Her and James Bond Skyfall. go back. Yeah, they go back to his his property at Skyfall, yeah. and you see these beautiful vistas. Have you ever wanted to go hiking along those moors? That's Death, this game. Well, yeah. Death Stranding. If you ever wanted to recapture the sense of majesty you got in Shadow of the Colossus, Death Stranding. Now, there, there is combat, but what's really interesting is because if someone dies in this world, if their corpse isn't quickly cremated, uh, they will turn into one of these BT things. And again, these BT things are very dangerous. They can create this, new, this void out thing. So what you have to do with a body is get the body as far away from civilization as possible and burn it. Because once you burn it, it'll release a certain type of crystals that are also kind of dangerous to people. So anyway, <laughs> point being, there are no lethal weapons in this world. Or at least I haven't found one yet. Um, there are guys out there who are coming for you, but they all have shock sticks. I've gotten, um, I've gotten up to the second level of a bolo gun or a bola gun. And that's the best weapon in the game so far is a fucking bowler gun. Like it's and just tie him up, knock him down. Just tie him up. You just tie him up. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. I'm really enjoying it. And while I'm up, I was obsessed with getting the mercy skin right up until I did. Um, the test of a game is whether or not I'm still playing it after I got through the weekend playing Overwatch with my brother. This yes, yes. And nothing I, has passed this recently. That's right. I'm still playing Death Stranding. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, I really like it. It's, give me an hour's estimate so far. I mean, you've had some time off uh, work. I'd so. say I'm at least 15 in, but I'm mm. not, um, I'm probably more like 20, frankly. Um, but I'm going, Only I'm 50 going, more to go. I'm going real slow. At least. I'm going real slow. At the rate I'm going, the game will take me a hundred hours. Um, based on what I've heard. It's, uh, it's completely different. And that's a real feather in its cap as far as I'm concerned. It, it hmm. definitely has problems, um, uh, and but like you don't interact with anyone face to face, which to me is raising all sorts of interesting narrative questions. Like you walk into one of these, you, you see a city, you walk up to a city, you walk into their distribution center, which is the only place you can go into. There, the only person you can interact with speaks appears to you as a hologram. Okay. The only other living people you ever see are other porters on the surface. You never see anyone face to face. I've already like quote unquote met Jeff Keeley. I've also met um, uh, Helmet uh, from uh, Gorilla, the guy who was uh, head of Gorilla Studios. And in fact, at his at his uh, outpost, as you walk up to the outpost, he, he's standing next to Aloy, and they're both waving at you. It's really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, but but again, you only interact with people's holograms. Even even this core cast that we've all met, like the Dead Man and Mama and shit like that. Actually, no. Fragile. Fragile is a real person that you meet. Um, and, oh, God. And Fragile also feels like a response to the quiet controversy. Why? Is she wearing, like, is that why layers? She doesn't really have a name so much as a concept. No, no, no. No, here's why. Because, uh, so remember how we were all going to feel guilty about our, our uh, thoughts and deeds about quiet and why she was in a bikini? No. no. Yeah, I remember. What, that's what he said, but I don't, I don't okay, remember. Okay, so what, guilty what does Fragile wear? I haven't seen it. Fragile wears a full body suit, just a, just a suit, like a motorcycle suit kind of, with gloves. And upon her first meeting with Sam, uh, the protagonist, she explains that the time fall, she pulls off a glove and she holds out this withered old woman's hand and says that the time fall hit everything below her neck. <laughs> <laughs> So that feels 
feels like, it feels like, I don't know, man. It feels like Kojima is trying to say, like, okay, so here's this super, super gorgeous supermodel woman I've got in my game, but none of you think about her having a sexy body <laughs> or something. Yeah. Like, it's like... No, a, it's like... Uh-uh. It's, it's the like lady a, from the bathtub from The Shining. What's her deal? What's yeah. Her story? Yeah, it's like a weird tone-deaf response to the, the quiet controversy. and But the writing is absolutely fucking horrible. Like, completely horrible. Like, yeah. Like, um... Like you're you're going to you're going to have to go meet the president, and <laughs> like that. And the main just wait, just wait. So the main character responds, the president, uh, or uh, oh, no, uh, uh, Madam President. He goes, Madam President. He goes, you know, the only female president who's ever been elected to the office. Oh, burn. He goes, mm. and then and then uh, he goes, so <laughs> the president is in there. Sure, you know her. She raised you. What? You remember Bridget? It's like, what <laughs> kind of fucking writing is that? That is the it sounds like House of the Dead, or I mean, it's insanely bad. Old Silent like, Hill stuff. It's profoundly bad. At the same time, the, the the world is interesting. The science fiction of it is interesting, and most importantly, the mechanics of just tooling around this world are interesting to me and the way the world continues to expand is interesting to me like i was i was in chapter 3 i was exploring this new much more hostile environment and i look over to my left and i see what looks like like is this just the video game engine fucking up because it looks like there's a highway over there suspended in space with like black tendrils coming down from it and i go over there and someone has activated a, a paver unit and there's paver units that go all the way through the section of the map and I realized that someone had built a road by just investing thousands upon thousands of materials that you can pick up, you can find, you can uh, take them from uh, from towns as you get as you get better acquainted with towns. They'll just give you materials that you can go to go and make shit with. And so I I stole a truck off a bunch of bandits who would try to steal my shit. And I went to every town in the area and just took all the metal and shit that they would give me, and I paved the rest of this map. And the likes just poured in. It feels cool. You know, like I'm interested in exploring it. It's so fucking deep. It's so complicated. And it's absolutely gorgeous. So are you saying that likes are kind of like a currency? No, not at all. There's no purpose to them whatsoever. There's no purpose to them other, so it's other the than the internet. Other okay. than the fields. Okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. thousands of little attaboys. Yeah. There's, there's absolutely <laughs> no purpose to it whatsoever. As you develop better relationships with, um, uh, with each kind of outpost, each outpost has its own inventory. Um, as you develop a better relationship with it, that outpost may grant you this blueprint, and that blueprint can now be used anywhere. So now that I've unlocked uh, the motorbike, I can create that motorbike anywhere with a chiral printer. Now that I've unlocked the bola, I can create the bola launcher anywhere with a chiral printer. It's it's cool. I like it. I like, and it's fucking weird. It's everything you've heard. It's totally weird. It's very Kojima. It's nothing like Metal Gear Solid. It's 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 what those reviews said. It's unlike anything you've ever played. It's hard to describe. It's weird as shit. It is really good. It is kind of tedious, but that's not a bad thing. That's not really what it's not what it's going for. It's part of the experience of it. Part of it hmm. is the calm, and then when shit gets crazy, oh my god, it's fucking insane. It's well, intense. Nothing, nothing you have said is compelling me to go lay down my hard-earned dollars on it. Well, you don't have to. You got your gamefly thing. I do. It's pretty far down on the list, and so we'll see what happens. 
But then again, what else is coming out this year? Fallen Order in 10 hours. Fallen Order in 10 hours. uh... But the review embargo is going up, what, after the release? Well, okay, you know what? It's it's 7 p.m. In two hours. Yeah, the the review embargo goes up in two hours, so Jedi Fallen Order. Well, I know it's 9 p.m. in 45 minutes. Yeah, but I guarantee you someone's already put their uh, release date and reviews. Oh, it's currently at 5.0 with one review on Google. Hmm. Uh, embargo lifts. Five out of no, 10 or no, five, 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 five out of five on Google. Oh, well, okay, I wouldn't. No, no Metascore with no reviews listed yet. Yep. No one's and, posted yet. And just okay. well, no one. I mean, no I one gear- big enough to show up at Google's posted yet. <laughs> yeah. No, no one that wouldn't appear in my Google. Uh, let's, let's actually doink and doink. Let's try that. On order review, and we've changed tools to anytime past hour. Is, Jedi, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order worth buying without spoilers? Fallen Order review from Grizz Gaming. Okay, I don't know what Grizz Gaming is, but I'm going to open this up. Never heard of it. Me neither. It's a it's a video, so I got to skip to the end here. Ugh. Just just give us your give us your one sentence synopsis, please. Give it may not be bait. perfect, but it's a blast from start to finish. All right. Well, that's I'll take an eight. That sounds like an eight. W- yeah. Wish, <laughs> wish it had gone full full Dark Souls. No, no, I don't want to hear those words. <laughs> no, that's 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 kind of what good thing. that's kind of what makes me uh, that's kind of what makes me curious about it. Well, that's one of the things that turned me on to it. Kind of funny games apparently has a review up uh, sites that are so small that they breaking an embargo nobody notices. That's what those are. Okay, so there's another one here. The gaming merchant has one. <laughs> Real heavy hitters. Hang on. These are people who... They're like, oh, wait, no, wait, we no, got two no, hits. no, it's giving me an ad, so I'm just going to ignore it. Nope, forget it. But I'm curious. I'm terribly curious about it. Um, and really, when we heard about that embargo date, that the embargo date was like hours it's before launch day. It's yeah. incredibly suspicious. Uh, also, there's an EA Early Access thing that they got going on with that platform of theirs. It's not on It's that. not on there. So, and they say that that's to avoid story spoilers. Um, and apparently in the UK, the console versions have been discounted like 13 pounds. That is more damning to me than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's cheaper now, right before the reviews. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so. Didn't that happen with Fallout 76 too? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that, that, that was after launch, but it was really quick. That's right. They were giving it away with Xboxes. Yeah. Like, please take this. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I am. I I, I want to know though. I want to know. I want to see some yeah. fucking reviews for that because I'm. Hmm. I don't know. Because Death Stranding is not going to hold you until the end of the year. Well, no, but that's what Overwatch is for. That's okay. I suppose. I suppose. Uh, so does that mean it's time for headlines? Yeah, sure Al- Alex, anything else besides Outer Worlds, or have you uh, been- yeah, oh. I uh, I did. Um, what was it Disco Elysium? Oh, and oh yes. I, I get why people like it. I really do. It's. Interesting. It's weird. Your um, skills are like just concepts in your head, and they kind of argue with each other, and that's pretty well written. But it's also a point-and-click adventure that lasts like upwards of 40 hours, and I just I don't know how many times I can get stuck running around in circles. Hold on. Hold on. It's 40 hours? 4-0? Yeah, that's what they said. Whoa. 60 to 40. Jeez. A really well written game apparently, but I'm stuck in a industrial area. I don't know how. To, I'm too scared to jump over a, a railing, and I'm stuck in a conversation with a, a, a union boss who intimidates me so much I die uh-huh. in the conversation. <laughs> I have an existential <laughs> crisis right. and quit the force, and then it's a game over. 
and it's really neat, and I want to play more of it, but I'm so goddamn stuck. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you start over? I'm going to do that. But I'm also like an hour in, and I don't want to do that. And it's like, do I? would I rather play more of the Halloween event still in Borderlands 3? And I did. Oh. And that just has you, like, killing, like, haunted enemies. And when you kill a haunted enemy, a huge, like, you know, skull pops out. And when you kill that skull, you get ectoplasm. When you get ectoplasm, you get to go into a little Halloween dungeon and kill the Halloween boss. Yeah. No, yeah, I, heard, it's fun. I heard really good things about it. And yeah, it's neat. And it's free. And it's gone on November, no, December 5th. And it, it wants you to play an obnoxious amount of shit to get to like the uh, you can get a skin if you do them do all the little challenges. But skins are terrible. Yeah, yeah the skins aren't great. No. Some of the heads are nice though. But you never see them. It's a first person game. Oh, in, in, in the inventory screen. I suppose. Oh, remember how last week I was super down on uh, Luigi Mansion Three? Yeah. Yeah, it still sucks. It still sucks. <laughs> You turned it on again. You're like, yeah, I was right. No, I didn't even turn it on. This game I didn't even about turn it on. Cleaner, still I'm sucks. still, I'm still there. I'm still, I'm still in that feeling. <laughs> Alex made a great joke. No, it dad wasn't great. It was stupid. It was dad right joke. There. What was the joke? I didn't, I didn't get it. He said a, a game about vacuum cleaners still sucks. Uh, uh, I hated myself immediately. <laughs> no, that's okay because now that brings to mind the uh, the uh, the space balls joke. What Mega Maid? Mega Maid. Uh, What's going on? What happened? It's Mega Maid, sir. She's gone from suck to blow. Suck to blow. Everybody looks for looks sideways. (laughs) That means it's time for headlines. Uh, Yes, yes. Headlines in Overwatch news. Uh, There's a new event going on right now. There's a a short story you can read that's all about mercy, but I didn't read it. People have said it's very good. Um, but the gist of it is there's a new skin. And the skin is basically just like Mercy in a doctor's lab coat with a nice comfy sweater and brown pants. Just like normal people clothes. Fucking awesome. And as far as I'm, as, no, as far as I'm concerned, it's her new best skin. Cause she didn't have a casual skin. She had all these like magical girls. She had like this fetishized witch skin, which of course was sexy and I wanted it. But this, yeah. this is sexier to me than that witch skin ever was. Um, so nine wins between now and I don't know, I think like late November or something. Uh, ten days is usually how long it goes. Plenty of time to get ten wins and the skin is yours. Lovely. Already got it. And a massive, massive patch went up on the PTR. I think it was today. No, it was yesterday. Yesterday, happy birthday to my little brother. Um, <clears throat> okay, introducing While You Wait. Coming with this patch, we will be removing the current skirmish feature that allowed you to spar while waiting to start a game and replacing it with a brand new option called While You Wait. When in queues, players will now be able will now be prompted to pick if they want to between the following game modes. Practice range, now available to be entered as a group, which I've been waiting for for a while. Skirmish, spar freely with other players without keeping track of score. Deathmatch, compete for the top place on a scoreboard. Custom game, and blah, blah, blah. So, wait, let me get this straight. By implementing roll queue, the weight has increased so much that they had to add another game mode that you can play while waiting to play. Well, this is, this is some, on one hand, this is something that people have requested for a long time. Okay. Um, it could be a reaction, but I, I think it's more just, I think it's more just good timing. Uh, but some, the balance changes that are coming are kind of huge. First of all, a while back, they made an armor change that, and I'm pissed off about this because they made an armor change that, uh, reduced the max amount of damage that armor would take off, uh, an incoming damage source from five to three. And as you'll recall, I did a bunch of math and figured out that with that, 
Tracer could go up to a bash and put her guns to his big weak spot and one-clip him. And I've done it a lot. It's really fun. And it's, <laughs> and it's important to me that I can do it. So, update, armor damage reduction increased from 3 to 5. Oops. No more one-clip. Basically, yes. Uh, Arissa, base armor increased from 200 to 250. Fusion Driver, movement penal- speed penalty reduced from 30 to 20%, so she'll move faster while shooting. Protective Barrier, health reduced from 900 to 600. Mm. Cooldown decreased from 10 seconds to 8 seconds on Fortify. So this buffs her in every other direction, but it massively decreases the health of her shield. Sigma, experimental barrier health reduced from 1500 to 900. The speed at which he gets his barrier back has been reduced. Uh, kinetic grabs cooldown has been reduced, and his shield gen ratio has been reduced. Um, Reinhardt's barrier has been had its health reduced from 2000 to 1600. His movement speed penalty while holding the barrier has been reduced from 50 to 25%, and his uh, steadfast passive where knockback um, impacts him lower has been increased from 30 to 50%. So Every barrier tank in the game, except for Winston, has had the health of their barrier reduced by like 30%. By a whole tracer. Basically. If not more. Basically. <laughs> but, um, so th- this is a nerf to barriers, but the whole patch is also, as far as I'm concerned, a nerf to tracer. Cause it's buffing, uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of buffing her out. Like it kind of pisses me off a little bit that they buffed her and now they're, they're making changes that'll nerf her again. Uh, Moira's biotic grasp, uh, basically when she does her heal spray, she'll heal less, uh, 65 heal, heals per second. Uh, Diva's defense, defense matrix, the cooldown has been decreased from two seconds to 1.5, so that'll please Chris. Uh, Widowmaker's grappling hook cooldown has been increased from 10 seconds to 12 seconds, that pleases me. Torbjorn's overload, the cooldown has been decreased from 12 to 10 seconds, it's absolute bullshit. Geji Shuriken, ammo increase from 24 to 30, uh, he needed something, I don't know that that's it. Uh, Zarya's particle cannon, basically the alt fire has been buffed, uh, the radius, the explosion, uh, radius has been increased from 2 to 2.5 meters. The ammo cost decreased from 25 to 20. Um, so overall, I'm not thrilled with the patch. I think it will open up a lot of strategies as a general rule. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to fix, um, I don't think it's kind of going to fix sniper meta. I hope it would. I don't think it will. We'll see. It's a big change. I think it's a nerf to tracer overall, which of course I'm displeased about. So pick a new character. Wait, no. no. I, I have been. I've, I've been. Having, I know. You've been man, playing Mercy. Man, I know. I had. I've actually had fun on McCree the other day. Like I was rolling out on Route sixty six, and I was. I was like just dinging headshots on this Roadhog, and I was like, "Holy shit, am I good on Tracer? And or am I good on McCree?" And then this Tracer whips in front of me, hit with the flashbang, bang, headshot. I'm like, "I might be good on McCree." <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a cool moment, man. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> PlayStation is opening a new development office in Malaysia in 2020, which will, quote, provide art and animation as part of Worldwide Studios. Interesting. A little bit. It's weird to have a studio that isn't making games. They're just like... Yeah, just outsourcing, basically. You know what that is? That's like the Ubisoft style of production. True. I mean, that's how you end up with weird, disconnected games, like the Assassin's Creed games. Exactly. One team made this, and the other team made this, and when they meet, they don't work. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not too thrilled about that. Uh, We've already talked about the Jedi Fallen Order embargo. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's new look. You guys watch that trailer? I did. Yeah, now, now it, it looks like something that I'm still not going to watch, but it does not like make me. That's panic, right. It, like, it doesn't make me recoil. Way. Yes. Now, apparently, the design is by Tyson Hess, the director of Sonic Mania. That's fine. Yeah. You know what? It, it's there, there's something to be said about them releasing a trailer and the whole internet going, "Oh my 
God! And they listened. Yeah. They actually like. Can we agree really? this needs to die? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, I was I definitely cool that I don't know the f- public feedback was actually taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus launches. We already talked about that. Did it work for you right away? No. When you like no. Okay, that's what um, I thought. For for streaming day one, like it was it was hitches left and right, and now if I try to stream during the daytime, the last time I tried it would still hitch a little bit. Yeah. Yesterday though, I was able to watch the full episode of how Jeff Goldblum seems sees the world and watched his episode on sneakers. I don't know how much of his mugging I can I can take. It's pretty insufferable sometimes. Yeah, but he's he's charming to a point. <laughs> he really is. He really is very charming to a point, and then it's yeah, just. But then, then you get like cavities or something. Yeah, just watching a little him, bit, like, okay. a little bit. Um, you can overdose on Jeff Goldblum. Uh, a leak has put uh, Dreams release date at Valentine's Day, twenty twenty, with a price of about forty bucks U.S. Do we care? Uh, uh, not really. I don't care. Okay, I can. I could see Dreams uh, becoming something very cool. Right now, Dreams is nothing. Yeah, but uh, just you guys, you guys saw that uh, that F Zero thing someone did the other day. Yeah, right? I mean, people make a lot of cool stuff with it, and that's the thing is, it could be potentially infinite. But I can get, I don't need the game to get that though. I can just pull up that on YouTube and see what people have made. Yeah, but you could play it if you have the game. Yeah, but did anything that anybody ever made Little Big Planet Little Big Planet Three ever really play that well, mm, or was okay. it artistically created? I couldn't speak to that. I'm afraid. Okay. Yeah. I played it, and it was just a floaty platformer. But that people I, did cool things with. I think but it's just I a think that is platformer. the question, though. Yeah. How? Because Sony liked Sony liked bankrolling those stupid interactive experience things. Remember, I think it was called Into Dreams. Actually, remember that one at the very beginning of the PS3. There was just like a bunch of weird floating art objects, and there was a beagle for some reason. Remember what I'm I talking don't about? Remember the, no, I don't remember that. Oh god, I think it was called Into Dreams. Um, and yeah, and mm. it, and Sony was hyping it for months, and it was just this little stupid nothing. And so Sony likes bankrolling shit like that. They like, uh, which totally again explains Death Stranding and them being cool with whatever the fuck it is, because yeah. they're willing to, you know, they're they're willing to invest in weird shit like Journey, and yeah. Well, I mean, at least they understand that this is not a full-priced game. Yes, yeah, you're no, buying I, a toy box. I, I agree with which, that. Which you know what? That's fine. Forty bucks for a toy box. It's not for me, but go nuts. But then, how do you market that? And I and I understand now, having played Death Stranding, how any anyone in marketing who looked at the game and played the game and had the game explained to them, and then were told they had to go turn around and sell it. Yeah. Like, how the, like, cause there is no frame of reference for a game like this. And Kojima's reported, repeatedly said that, oh, it's a whole new genre. I'm calling it the Strand System. Nah. Oh, no, fuck you. No, it, no. no. It's a game about hiking. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a walking simulator, kind of. It's, it's a very robust walking simulator. It is the Gran Turismo of walking simulators, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, and that's not mine. I stole that no, from no, what no. you were talking about last week. Yeah, no, so. no. I, I watched that same video and it was a good point. Um, yeah. uh, Kotaku. Uh, Jason Schreier. Yes, it was Kotaku. Yeah, yes. Not Jason Schreier. Um, it was uh, Kotaku, though. I don't it was definitely was. Kotaku. Uh, Jeff Roberts? No. I don't remember. I don't. But you're right. I don't think it was Jeff. Anyway, really dry, it was, really dry delivery in his video. Yeah. yeah. It, it was. The guy talks completely like this, and then when something else needs to be said, 
there's a little pause. Like that's anyway. That's how the guy talks. Yeah. But yeah, it's but yeah. The video game Garrison Keillor. I, I think the Grand Turismo <laughs> of walking simulators isn't a bad way to put it. Um, but playing Grand Turismo is never fun. <laughs> This, this 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 is fun. This is actually fun to me. This is in- Grand Turismo Two was fun on the PlayStation One. After that, it had never yeah. got fun. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of minutia to it. There's a lot of grit to it. There's a lot of little things to fine tune. And if you've really mastered it, like once you've mastered it, okay, think about the controls in Metal Gear Solid Two. Remember how fucking insufferable those were? Yeah, pressure-sensitive buttons can eat a dick. When you first picked it up, and then after enough time with that game, it was intuitive. It was just like a martial art to me. It wasn't. Pressure sensitive buttons could still eat a dick. Even no, after I got, I got, I got real good at it. I got real good at it, and that's what this game feels like. It feels like an incredibly complicated game that is there to be discovered and and mastered. Like I'm already getting so much better at the bike. I bet you it's one that if you put it down for a week and come back, you've lost it all. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um. I don't know. There's so many little mechanics are cool. Like if you're walking along and there's an object on the ground, you want to pick it up. Like let's say there's 50 things on the ground. Just mash triangle and the guy will just throw them all up onto his back. But if you don't want to do that, you can walk up to it, hold down a shoulder button. He will pick it up with that hand. Release the shoulder button. He'll put it down. Hold the shoulder button. Walk over to your bike or truck or whatever. Then release the shoulder button. He'll load it onto the truck. There's all sorts of cool... Everything, everything is animated. It is pure AAA, but by removing so much of what we normally associate with AAA games, like all, like, you know, there's, there's not a town full of NPCs to go talk to, right? All that shit is removed. It is pure gameplay and it's just pure gameplay, basically. And because it focuses so purely on that, I don't really miss the rest of it. And it feels like a lot of cost was saved there by just ignoring the shit we don't need. And so everything that is presented, is presented impeccably. Like, even, like, um, if your BB gets too stressed out from, like, you know, you're running around with all the dead things, you hold down L1, now you go into first-person point of view. Press down on the, press down on the D-pad, he'll look down at the BB on his chest. Press square, he'll pop the BB off, and you can shake the controller to rock your BB. Oh and make him feel better. And oh then, and then he'll, he'll be crying. You know, you feel so bad for the little BB when he's crying. You really do. You, oh, man. Oh yeah, and I figured out what a bridge baby is. Speaking speaking of Kojima's weird treatment of women, oh no, a bridge baby is made when a mother is brain dead. No, and a process is done on the baby to create the bridge baby, which is somehow linked to both the world of the dead and the world of the living. Now apparently. Uh, people in the world of Death Stranding didn't like women being treated like that. Okay. <laughs> so the process was scrapped years ago. <laughs> but that's very, that's like Kojima's, <sighs> Kojima's weirdness towards women is still on full display here. Is he married? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but, but here's the thing. I feel like if he was and if he were to, Okay, maybe this is just me being kind Does he kind know of, how women work? Maybe this is me I being kind f- of culturally racist towards Japan. But I did know a woman who was a genius, like a functioning genius. Um, she was one of these people who literally couldn't forget something. Ooh. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, but uh, she, yeah, she, it meant, it, she was always annoyed with everyone, but she always knew the answer. Anyway, her dream was to go live in Japan as like a translator at some kind of government oh, yeah. office. Yeah, yeah, I told you the story. But when she went out there to finally get to work, 
she realized that they would ne- no one in Japan would ever take her seriously in, in employment purely because she's a woman. And all she could ever hope to get was some sort of subservient position to a man who was actually doing the job because that's just the way it is in Japan. And all the women there accept it. And, um, and she just never, she just never clued into that part of the culture until her career depended on it and she was forced to confront it. And then she moved back to, and then she moved uh, back from Japan. And I, it never occurred to me how incredibly sexist Japan is until I heard that story. But now I'm always kind of watching their shit to see, I don't know, if a woman spoke up about it, she wouldn't be listened to. And if she was in the room, she's probably in the room because she knows not to speak up if she's in Japan. That might be the case. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Darkness. <clears throat> yep. Uh, and finally, Netflix has already greenlit season two of The Witcher. When does the first season come out? I don't know, not yet. But uh, they greenlit, or Amazon greenlit season two of The Boys before that came out, and look how that turned out. So I'm, yeah, I'm on, I'm checking out The Witcher, man. All right, so I have some XO19 news. I did not get to watch all oh, right, of it, right, right. but I watched the second half, and I got some notes from that. It's kind of the European mini E3. Oh, wow. Just for Microsoft. Okay. Um, no huge, like, game news here, but. Um, some interesting, pretty cool stuff coming to Game Pass. Okay. Proving yeah, once again that Game Pass is a good deal. So available right now, Rage 2, which is a 7 out of 10. Remnant from the Ashes. Alex liked that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, 8, eight out of 10. Uh, Talos Principle. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a game where you're a robot putting that kid. Yep. Okay, Planetfall. And then uh, on PC, Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Mm. Before the end of the year, Witcher 3 on Game Pass. Yeah. Darksiders 3, meh. Halo Reach, the best Halo game. There you go. Uh, my, fan pa- my friend Pedro and Life is Strange 2, the whole thing. Did you Next year. Oh, go ahead. Did you see that thing about they've they've contracted Donut for a game? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay, um, I'll get to that. For In 2020, you've got Yakuza 0, 1, and 2 on Xbox. Oh, wow. The Kiwamis. I didn't know those were multi-platform. Uh, they are now. Huh. And then also in 2020, all of the Final Fantasies. Wow. Starting with the remix of 7 all the way through 15. Minus the the MMOs, obviously. I don't know know if that is good or impressive, because really, who wants to go back and play those games? But now you can. I'll play 6 again. Holy crap. Holy shit, there's a new Uh, 13 set. No, 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 nothing older than 7. Nothing older than 7. Oh, I'll play 9 again. Yeah, you go. That's yeah. People are like, I could play nine again, or I could play, you know, the Bunny Girl one. I forget what that one. I could play nine like once a year at least. Yeah. Um, but other games that were announced. So Obsidian, you just kind of talked about the one. Theirs is called Grounded, and it's a Honey I Shrunk the Kids survival game. So I'm really not interested in that. Rare had a new game. Okay. Called That's Everwild. Rare. Everwild. It is. It was just a pre-rendered video of these elvish creatures in a forest with weird-looking beasties. That's all there was to it. Hmm. Uh, the one you were talking about by Don't Nod of Life is Strange fame is called Tell Me Why, featuring twin girls, one of whom is actually transgender. Mm-hmm. And they well, are returning to their parents' house, their mother's house, where something terrible happened, and you're kind of wooing in to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, which looks cute. Uh, and then they've had a, a ton of focus on Wasteland 3, actually. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I don't know if it was bigger in Europe. I mean, I, I'm not interested in it because it's the same guys who did Fallout 1 and 2. 
I remember trying those games like way back a long, long time ago, and they were impenetrable. I tried Wasteland 2. It was good, but it was very complicated. Yeah. Uh, and then the most interesting news for me, like news news-wise, is that the, the, um, the xCloud beta is increasing starting next year. What's the xCloud beta? xCloud X is their, their streaming service. Oh, okay. Oh, people, so you people like play are the using, game streaming? Yes, but here, here's, here's the interesting part. Once it's up and running, yeah. every Game Pass game will be playable on xCloud. So if you have Game Pass, you don't even need an Xbox. You can just pull it up on your phone. Yeah, I, I still don't believe Here's that the thing. Shit. I still don't know how it works, but it's kind of like they saw what Google was doing and said, well, yeah, we could do that here. Here's all this stuff. And it does the same thing. So it's interesting. I, I'm, I, I will not pay any money for xCloud stuff, but if I can just fuck around with it just to try something once in a while, maybe. It depends on how it works. It depends on how it plays. I'm still very dubious of how it'll work, but it's interesting at least. Uh, Sindel announced for Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, yeah, I saw that trailer. She looks pretty interesting. She looks like Sindel. She does. So, lots of hair moves and, and cool fatality. So she is the second, no, the third to last character of this first season pass. They're spread way out. We're supposed to get Joker before the end of the year and spawn sometime next year. There was a, a new 13 Sentinels trailer was released yesterday. I did not see that. Does it? Does it I don't, look at all I, interesting? I, I don't know. Like, I haven't watched it yet because I'm just scrolling through all games Delta because I was looking for that uh, Xbox news. And uh, you have to go. I don't know if he, he's got it out there because it just literally happened this afternoon. Yeah, no. So I, I was scrolling through and there's a thing here. I'm like, oh, 13 Sentinels. What the fuck? So I open up this these uh, you know stuff, stuff they've got for the Japanese launch. And it's listing Princess Crown for PS4 as DLC. Princess Crown. Print, okay. Um, before for... before Vanillaware made Odin Sphere, yeah, they made Princess Crown for the Saturn. Oh, there was a PSP port of Princess Crown, specific you um exclusive to Japan, uh, shortly after the launch of the PSP. But Princess Crown never came west. Hmm. It was okay. it was their first two D um, action RPG. The question is, is it worth it? Well, here's the thing. If you wanted them to make another 2D action RPG, I don't think you're getting that with Sentinels. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Princess Crown, maybe. So was it worth it for, for Chance? I'm, well, I'll, I have no idea. I have no fucking idea what, what 13 Sentinels even, even is yet. Watch it not come to the West. Say what? Watch it not come to the West. Watch it not come out here. <sighs> Bastard. Don't you give that? No, Atlas already announced it for localization, but that was two years ago. Okay. Well, <laughs> that doesn't mean they can't change their mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, wow. I, so yeah, I mean, they wait. They closed the show with Wasteland Three. That is maybe weird. it's bigger in Europe than it is here. That's possible. But it just it strikes me as as really odd that that's what they chose to close it out. I mean, I figured that there's there's no they they had said ahead of time that there's not going to be extra any any Scarlet news. They're not talking about that. I figured, I mean, uh, Reach had been kind of leaked that it was coming, hmm. but Reach is one of, it's, as far as the single player content, in my opinion, was the best of the Halo games, easily. Um, so I'm surprised that they didn't do more with that, but they just kind of showed a video and then off you went, but I don't know. Hmm. So, yeah, that was XO19. Not a whole lot. Yeah. And, uh, God, we're well, yeah, we're not getting the PlayStation experience this year, isn't that right? Uh, we are not. They've got nothing to say. Yeah. Because what else do they have coming out this year besides Death Stranding? That's it. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but they could hype us for shit next year, or or, or just tell us about fucking indies as if they had any. Oh, there, there was a huge. Oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention. Um, ID at Xbox, all those indies, they all are coming to Game Pass. Yeah. So every indie game that comes out that's ID at Xbox, I can play day one. That's weird. That's weird. I wonder how they're making their money out of it. Really does. Really does. Uh-huh. I, I I'm worried that that. Game Pass is going to be like cheap for a while, and then they're going to jack the price up. I don't know because okay. okay, the only reason Netflix is able to spend Netflix money on new stuff is because they already have that Netflix user base. Yeah, it's true. Now you Microsoft has millions upon millions of people subscribed to Xbox Live, and you could argue that that money would be enough to maintain a stream of content, but I don't think that it is. I think it's enough. That money is enough to maintain. The servers that they gotta have running twenty four seven. Yeah, it maintains Xbox Live. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, Game Pass must be something else. Exactly. Entirely. So I can't. Im- yeah, I can't imagine uh, it maintaining a low price because what we're talking about is God. It's millions of people salaries, right? Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. To maintain a bunch of development studios, there's no way those many that many games could be free. See, what what they finally what Xbox Microsoft just resurrected actually was their. Basically, their leasing program. It, it came for out for a while, limited release, and it just came back. Where I don't know what the price is. I didn't look it up. But for X dollars a month, you have an Xbox One X, you have Xbox Gold, you have Xbox Game Pass, and after a year, you have the option to upgrade to Scarlet. So they're, I mean, they're actually they're releasing video games as a service now. I mean, like here, this is this much per month. We'll give you the hardware. You have access to the software. Here's the games. Uh, here you go. It's you know, twenty bucks a month, thirty bucks a month, forty bucks a month, or whatever it is. And if I didn't like owning my own hardware, that would be tempting. But I do like owning my own stuff. I will not do that. I will, whatever the Scarlet costs, I will end up paying it probably, just to have one. So yeah, I'm gonna get the PS5. Yeah, I mean, there's really no, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be a dual console owner next generation though. Well, it depends on the price, I guess. Depends on the price. It depends on one. I mean, I see, see the problem is, is that as much as I talk shit, I know that Sony will still have better exclusives next. Yeah, year. so I don't know That's why just you'd, what Sony does, which is why I don't know why you'd go for Scarlet over PS5. Uh, because I am completely bought into that ecosystem and, and infrastructure. I have so many games that I own that I will plug in my Scarlet and have, without exaggerating, three hundred games I could play. I'm not going to play them That's the thing. because he's, I because I, I never go back and play games. But having that library there is still valuable. I'm a sucker. It, it feels important. No, it feels important. It is, but it's 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 a fool's gold. Oh, absolutely, it is. I agree. It absolutely is. I mean, right now the Xbox One X games just look better than PS4 Pro games when they're. But you know, multi-platform because the Xbox One X is more powerful. Who knows what's going to happen next generation? They'll probably be equal again, at least in the beginning. Here's my question: What has Alex been doing this whole time? What I've been listening to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing right now? You're playing something right now. I'm playing Legend of Bumbo. There you go. Legend, Legend of what? Legend of Bumbo, sequel to The Binding of Isaac. What? I didn't even know that was a thing. It is, what? It is Puzzle Quest: Binding of Isaac. Wait, what? Yeah. This is a thing that exists, and it's pretty fun. It's a uh, nice three RPG. Never What's it called again? Hold on, Legend, Legend of Bumbo. Is PC only? I must be. Uh, it's listed for Steam. I what? Yep. I gotta, um, yeah, it's it's out and it's fun. It's interesting. I've never done Puzzle Quest, and I get it now. It came out on May tenth. What? That was a 
Oh no, sorry, there was an article about it on like on May tenth. No, that was that was like early access. I think it's out now. Only a six out of ten, ten on Steam. Yikes! Puzzle-based deck-building roguelike. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Sounds right up your alley. It does actually sound out of my alley. Uh, I had no idea this was a thing. Is it coming out for Switch? I don't know. It must be coming out for Switch eventually. You'd think. Uh, that that was yeah. an autofill. Hang on. That was an autofill when I typed it into Google. Legend of Bumbo. Bonnie of Isaac, Sticks Game, Legend oh, of Bumbo. Oh, go away, Polygon. Come on. <laughs> no, I like it. It's, everything's like a, like a piece of car, pa- painted cardboard and a popsicle stick. and All the, like, the, you know, the puppet animations are nice. Help a naked man fight paper poops in this turn-based mm-hmm. dungeon crawler. Yeah. The poop is your shield. <laughs> you shield yourself with poops. All right. Well, then it really is Binding of Isaac. Oh, there. yeah. No, no. <laughs> it is uh, yeah, no it's acquired. No switch. I'm just Six out some... of ten seems extreme. I like it. Looking, I'm looking for some gameplay here. I just see, like... It, it's match three. You match up bones, you can attack. You match up poop, you can make a shield. You match up uh, disease so things. Literally, can... Puzzle Quest. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Well, I played Puzzle Quest like three times because they just kept remaking it. Puzzle Quest, Puzzle Quest Two. There was Puzzle Quest Galactrix, which is a little bit different. I played that game multiple times. Well, now this is Puzzle Quest Uncomfortable Religious Symmetry. Have fun. Okay, well, pulling up Steam. We'll see what it goes for because it actually sounds it's like pretty cool. Bucks. That sounds about right. Huh. Well, I learn something every day. See, you find things that we miss. Us console peasants just have no idea what else is out there. I bet it runs on your laptop. I'm sure it will. I don't have... I mean, this 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 must little piece of crap runs Minecraft just fine, so I'm sure it'll run that. I don't I don't see anything. If I could pull myself away from Magic Arena, then we'll... Uh, <laughs> then we could play some Legend of Now, Bumbo. this is scratching a real good um, Slay the Spire, Spire Ridge. That's what it sounds like. Oh... I actually have not gone back to the Slay the Spire. Yeah, once once you get sick of that first floor, you're really sick of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every once in a while, when somebody else is installing, I'll pull it up on Switch and play, like, one run. Then I'm like, yep, I'm done. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to fight these caterpillars anymore. Yep, because it's just, it doesn't get interesting until the second floor, and then by then you know if it's going to be a good run or not. By which yeah, the second floor is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, because it's the sweet spot. Yeah, and the it gets too goddamn too hard. hard. Yep. 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 God, I pulled up Polygon and my ad blocker blocked 207. Yeah, Polygon yes. almost like crashed my browser yes. when I just opened it. <laughs> Polygon, where did our ads go? There seems to be something different about this page. Ads help support the work we love making. Consider whitelisting listing us. No. Sorry. I don't whitelist nobody. <laughs> I would totally whitelist Eurogamer. Most of my I don't even know what the internet looks like without ad block enabled because it's been so long since I've seen I, it. I did, and I went back because I felt bad, and I hate it. No, I've, I've, I've everything was so much clearer. I've always just suffered through it. Yeah. Nature of the beast. No, see, I, I have I have ad blocker ultimate on here. I have had ad blocker or ad blocker ultimate in Chrome for decades. I mean, for as long as it's been a thing. I do not what webs. I don't know what websites look like without that on there. Good job. I would probably not recognize half of them, except for mine. Yeah. 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 Well, put some ads on there. Come on. Never. <laughs> so much free content. Man, wait, it is actually. Wait. Come to think of it, it has been months since someone uh, emailed me to do a sponsored post. Well, because your rate of 
yeah. posting has kind of decreased as of late. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's probably it. Let's, let's see how many I've gotten in November so far. Four posts so far in November, 10 in October, and seven in September. That has yeah, got to be a record. I swear to God, that's a record seven in a month. Wow. It's been, 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 just your attention has been elsewhere. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, no, it's going to get worse, man. It's not going to get better. Well, so we need to start thinking of since there really isn't anything else coming out this year. Well, well, let's. Yeah. I'll, I'll check out. I'll check out these well, reviews Star for Star Wars, and then, uh, and then, yeah, we can start worrying about it. I guess. Yeah, because we got to do the hypeless recap, and I'm looking at my hypeless recap. Hey, what and... was the critical run up to Spider Man? Were they letting that review out early or what? Uh, you know what? It was so long ago. I don't even remember. Hmm. Because that came out of nowhere and became my favorite goddamn thing. That huh. could happen here, but I don't know. With Star Wars? With Star Wars, I don't think so. There's some shifty stuff going on yeah, there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll check out reviews. We only got an hour to go. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I'll be able to see reviews before I'm done editing. All right. All right. Uh, well, hopefully by next week I'll have played through Man of a Dawn, because I can't imagine that's very long. See if it's actually scary at all. Probably not. Probably not. I think it'll be creepy. I've... I mean, yeah, I, I've heard it's and not Corey. as good as uh, Until Dawn. That's basically what I've heard. It's it's okay, but it's not as good as Until Dawn was. Hmm. So, mostly because it doesn't have what's that guy's name? I forgot. Uh, Rami oh, Malik. Malik. No, 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 no. The guy. Uh, Peter Stromer. Yes, Peter Stromer. Ah, yeah. I do love Peter. Stromer. I just wow, that was Malik. Holy crap! I didn't even realize yeah. that. Freaking Freddie Mercury was in Until Dawn. Yeah, yeah it was. Anyway. That's weird. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about that too hard because I don't need to go watch Bohemian Rhapsody again, even though it wasn't great, but it was still fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. All right. Well, that's enough for tonight. Alex, go back to shielding yourself with poop, I suppose. Uh, yeah, no, shooting other things with poop and using oh, well, defle- there you deflective go. enemy attacks. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Chance, thank you for talking. I there are real life applications deliver. to this knowledge. So our, our this this episode has literally gone to shit, is what we're <laughs> saying here. Oh no. Unlike I all the others. That. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you. It sounds a week. like a good time down there. What a- yeah. <laughs>